Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So we are happy to bring in one more time our our friend Brandon Robinson. He's the host of the Scoopy Radio podcast. He's a senior writer for Basketball Society. Check him out on Twitter at Scoopy. Brandon, how you doing tonight, my friend? Hey, hey, good evening, gentlemen. How you doing? Good, good. Slow news week, right for you? Um, yeah, right. Playoffs <laughs> <laughs> going on, so um, you know writing and you know you mentioned i'm a senior writer yep. basketball society also i'm a contributor to uh, heavy.com uh, as well so a lot of newsers going on a lot, a lot of interviews i'm driving and uh you know, the podcast is, is doing well we got 3.5 million streams last year wow available on all platforms so a lot of stuff going on even if it's not uh any free agency news any any um trade news it's, it, you know, the show still has to go on in other capacities absolutely well you got some great material last week so without giving the lakers organization any notice whatsoever brandon magic johnson gets on a podium and tells the media that he is stepping down what's going on there brandon there there has to be more than meets the eye to this situation what, what do we not know about his abrupt end to his tenure of the lakers uh, just a lot of behind-the-scenes chatter in the front office. Everybody is just a name. That doesn't necessarily mean that they have to work together. So when you mix a variety of just various personalities in one, uh, they clash. You look at Magic Johnson. He was in a tough situation because you know, he was a former player of the right. Los Angeles Lakers organization who became you know, figurehead or president, if you will, of an organization, uh, president, of, president of basketball operations. Um, and the thing that kind of stands out is, um, you know, you're working with the general manager who was Rob Palenka, who, you know, who has history uh, as the, an agent, uh, a guy that's, you know, negotiating deals and making things happen. You know, Rob Palenka was brought in because he has relationships with, you know, various organizations, the general managers, the owners, the presidents. And, you know, he was brought in to kind of seal the deal to prepare for the summer. And, uh, you know, we also have someone named LeBron James who is a brand in and of itself uh, within Los right. Angeles. And a lot of confusion because, um, 
you know, the injury and the Christmas Day happened, and then, um, you know, they weren't able to seal the deal with Anthony Davis. So a lot of stuff going on, and uh, Magic Johnson, as you, as you mentioned, uh, just stepped out as president of basketball operations, and there are some names floating around as who could you know, potentially replace uh, Mr. Johnson. And, uh, yeah, that's where we are. So you, you mentioned AD. My, my guy, Dave Griffin, he got a job. He is uh, he's he's pushing for possibly AD to stay with the Pelicans. Is this true? I mean, that's what he said. Uh, he said wow. that uh, he said in his introductory uh, press conference today in New Orleans um, that with in, in relation to Clutch and Rich Paul, you either in or you you're all in or you're all out. And uh, based upon what he said, you can deduct whatever you want. Um, but um, I think when a trade request as public as Anthony Davis through Rich Paul, there's a lot of mea culpa that goes on. Can you stay? Um, this Dwight went in Orlando yeah, uh, when yeah. he wanted out, and then if I'm not mistaken, he signed that extension and he ended up staying, and then just the decay that happened after that, do you really want to deal with that? And so when you look at <laughs> uh, the trade, it didn't happen there, but then you look at the draft coming up, it could be something that was made around that time. And, you know, you look at the Boston Celtics as a, as a front runner based upon their poor draft picks. From what I've been reading, those draft picks aren't that good. It's got like 14th, yeah. 23rd, 30th, somewhere in that range, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm off, don't sue me. But I know 14 is one of those numbers that's there. And then you offer Jason Tatum and potentially Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is hurt right now, and some people feel as though Jason Tatum is not playing to his expectations. So what do you do? I can tell you that the Denver Nuggets uh, were a team uh, that had inquired uh, with the Pelicans before the trade deadline and that potential deal. Uh, and, and then you also have um, Porter with the Mormon deal. And, you know, other teams are going to start looking because you saw what the Lakers were asked of. So now you get less uh, than what you would have maybe have gotten before. So there's a lot of things to figure out. So you asked me today what I think. Um, he's either going to stay or he's going to go elsewhere. I know that sounds simple, but... <laughs> no! Uh, <laughs> wow. They got, they got wow. a lot of things to figure out. It's a new organization. If you yeah, had asked me yeah. during the WWF era, I, I could have had a different answer for you. But it's a different, it's a different era now, and here's, that's where we are in today's New Orleans Pelicans organization. That's wow. right. I think so, David Griffin will figure it out. Yeah, so going back to the Lakers here, Brandon, uh, you know, they, they've been tied to Ty Lue, Monty Williams. Ultimately, who's the best fit for that job, in your opinion? Um, both for various reasons, and I don't mean to be uh, bipartisan, but here's what I'll say. Uh, you look at Monty Williams, you look at the Sixers in the playoffs right now. Yep. I was at, I was course at the Bulls-Sixers game a couple weeks ago, where she was at the United Center, and I just looked at Monty Williams' body language. He has the, the pulse of that organization kind of the same way I Lou had uh, when he was under David Blatt as an assistant coach. He's the listening ear. You know, he's getting back into coaching after death in his family, after uh, exits in the NBA playoffs when he coached the Pelicans, and that's the key word, Pelicans. If you want Anthony Davis, a person who's close to Monty Williams, you would go with that. It's um, a great also, point, William, yeah. Williams also has a relationship. Yeah, he also has a relationship with Kevin Durant. Um, and so you look at that aspect. In the summertime, if you go with Ty Lue, you got somebody who's won a championship with uh, LeBron James, and 
I will say that I believe that Vlade Divac saved uh, Luke Walton from himself after uh, <laughs> the, 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 the departure in, in Los Angeles. But when you look at that situation, I had gone on record and said as far back as November, uh, to Mark Jackson and um, Jason Kidd were two people of interest uh, if Luke Walton was fired. And a report recently came out that said that the Lakers had actually reached out to Jason Kidd during the season. And, you know, my source that, that, that shared that information is pretty tied into what's going on on the kid side. But what I can tell you is um, with a new potential president of basketball operations in tow and with Palenka kind of calling shots, that kid dream may be dead. If Magic was still there, it would be a different story. Wow. Okay. So let me ask you this, Brandon, in regards to the Lakers, there's a lot of finger pointing going on right there here. Injuries, LeBron's overwhelming, you know, grip on the organization, coaching incompetence. At the end of the day, what led to this tumultuous season that the Lakers had? Two things. Expectations going into the season once you got LeBron. Actually, it's three things. The expectations when LeBron came was one. Two was um, the potential of Anthony Davis joining the team, which meant that certain teammates that were on that current team would be shipped, which meant that there would be a distrust that players had because LeBron is represented my clutch, as is Anthony Davis. And then lastly, LeBron James' injury on Christmas Day. Um, if you guys pay attention and follow me on Twitter, I tweeted on January 11th that you know LeBron James' injury was more complex than it was being reported by media outlets. Um, LeBron James could have missed the rest, the rest of the season after that. He ended up coming back January 31st against the Clippers and um, was not 100%. I was out in Charlotte at the All-Star game, and I just sat and watched him and how he played and how he just looked a little wobbly on the court. LeBron James, you know, he and I are the same age, uh, graduated high school the same year. And uh, I, I, as, as a person growing up watching, or at least being in college and high school watching the NBA, I've always cheered for him. So I have no ill will towards him. But he didn't look like himself in that game when I really just sat and watched him. And you need 100% LeBron James in order to be successful on any organization. And he's a little bit older. And he's appeared in eight NBA Finals. Uh, and he's made eight NBA Finals appearances. He's played in All-Star games. He's played in Olympics. And I think that, that that injury was a blessing in disguise because he performs better when people doubt him. And, you know, everybody's on a Warriors bandwagon. They may have some issues they need to figure out. So right. I really think that this summer is a rededication to really himself. And I think that, you know, really and truly those three things that I mentioned changed the whole trajectory of their season. So there's been a couple of things on Twitter with KD, with Clay Thompson, almost looking a little disinterested. You know, you know, Steph Curry always does his his three point shot and runs into the the the, uh, the hallway there. There was a video of KD kind of like, all right, come on, man, let me just get on the court. They give up a 31 point lead in the playoffs. Do you, do you think this is a mentally weak team? No, I wouldn't say it's mentally weak. Um, I would say um, people have figured them out. They invented what today's NBA basketball is, and other teams have followed suit in replicating that. Big time. Small ball is a thing. You know, I, I spoke to Charles Barkley uh, recently. He told me he, couldn't, he could not play in today's NBA small ball era, which is interesting for him because as a 6'6", or at least a 6'6", power forward who was really a 3'4", 5", like a DeMarcus or a Draymond Green, you think he flourished, but they're too quick. You know, you have 
bigs that play like threes and twos. You know, you, you have Kevin Durant, who's 6'10", six, six, playing at the three. Uh, and it's a cross between um, uh, George Gervin and Tracy McGrady. And a little Dr. J mixed with uh, MJ. You know, you, you, these, this is the tweener era of basketball. And so I think teams have caught up. And I think you began to see that in the NBA playoffs last year with the Houston Rockets when they took the Warriors to seven games. They were a Chris Paul injury away from, from making it to the finals. And so I wouldn't count out the Warriors because they're the chance. They beat the chance, you got to beat the chance. Uh, but, but I do think somebody like Patrick Beverly does light fire under their butt. And I think this, this is the first year the Warriors are just not the clear-cut favorite. But I'm not ready to write them off just yet. It's just a 1-1 series. All right, fair enough. And while you were answering that question, Charles Barkley just actually stepped into the studio. I had a question for you. Oh, God. He loves when I do this stuff, Brandon. <laughs> All right, Brandon. Listen, let's talk free agency. Give me your best guess. Where does KD end up? Los Angeles Lakers. Wow. Really? No. All right, just to specify, I did say KD, not AD. I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Really? I, I like it. I like it. All right. What about Kyrie? Um, Kyrie is a little bit more difficult. Um, I can tell you that. Literally. Um, folks that I speak with say have shared with me, you know, he keeps his thoughts close to his vest. I think many people just assume that Kevin Durant and Kyrie are just going to team up and go somewhere. Um, and I think that, you know, people said the same thing last summer about Kyrie and Jimmy Butler. They're such great friends. They're going to go here. They're going to go there. Um, we'll see. Um, if, if you had to ask me today, I have to take Kyrie at his word. He said, if I'll stay in Boston, if you have him, I have to take him at his word. Um, he's a guy that has ties to Boston. His dad played at Boston university. Uh, his godfather is, is Rod Strickland he played for the Knicks and a few other teams and, you know, many people think because he's from West Orange, New Jersey, and he actually has respect for Jason Kidd that, you know, the Nets would be a, a clear-cut favorite as well. Um, but I have to take him at his word for now with the Boston Celtics because that's what he said. Let's talk playoffs, Brandon. So on the east side, we've got two series that are knotted up at this point. We've got a couple games going on here tonight. Uh, the Bucks are up one thing in a pretty dominating game, one with Blake Griffin out. We know that. The Pacers, the Celtics took care of business, but God, it was ugly, shooting 37% from the floor. In the East, what series has you the most intrigued at this point? Which one has your eye? Brooklyn and Philadelphia. Okay, okay, love it. Brooklyn and Philadelphia. Um, What'd you say? No, I said I like that. I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah, I I think that, you know, you mentioned the Boston Celtics. I think that... um, that, that series could be an upset as well. Um, the, 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 the Indiana Pacers have been playing brilliant basketball in spite of not having their all-star and Victor Oladipo, but they, the buyout market, uh, they were able to grab Wes Matthews, and they already had a, you know, a, a, a scrappy team. They had Tyreek Evans, um, Thaddeus Young, and other people. And, you know, you look at that first half in game one, against the Celtics, I mean, they ended up blowing, like, I think that in the third quarter, the Celtics went on a 15-1 or 15-0 run, uh, thanks to uh, the old reliable Al Horford and and Kyrie Irving. And um, I I just don't see Indiana as a team that's just going to lay down and let you kill them uh, on the basketball floor. And so 
I look at those two series as the ones that are really excited. We know what Milwaukee's going to do. Um, I think, you know, when you look at Toronto and Orlando, you saw that Kyle Lowry came out in game two and uh, put the pedal to the metal. Um, and, you know, but I, I'm really impressed with Orlando even making it to the, to the playoffs. They, they were inconsistent at, po- inconsistent at points during the season. You saw DJ Augustine do a thing in game one. And, you know, Vucevic has been their all-star all year. But to go back to your initial question, the Nets and the Sixers, could go out the way, or so could Indy in Boston. Gotcha. So first round on the west side, of course, we know the Boogie's out. He's got the quad issue. Looks like he's going to be out for some time, if not the playoffs here. Any risk, of course, you know, the, the Clippers had a historic comeback this week. Any risk there in round one, or at this point, do you think the, the Warriors just buckle down and take this series pretty handedly? Um, I think next series can go six or seven games, actually. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, looking at the Nuggets Spurs too, of course it took a heroic effort by Jamal Murray in, in game four the game two, excuse me, to tie that one up one one. Should the Nuggets be on upset alert at this point, Brandon? Mm, you can't sleep on Pop. I mean no. <clears throat> he is the NBA's check. Big time. Wow. Yep, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. I had uh one of his former players that he won the championship with, Devin Brown, on the Scoopy Radio podcast, and we talked just about that comparison. How Dave Belichick and, and and Pop have been able to take these teams of or scout players that nobody has heard of. I mean, before the Spurs, what the heck is a Manu Ginobili? Who I remember when NBA Live '03 came out, they used to call him Manuel Ginobili. They got his name <laughs> Right, yep. Like who? What is Emmanuel Ginobili? What is Emmanuel Ginobili? <laughs> well, he's a multiple NBA champion, and he, he's going out on top. So, uh, when you look at Pop and what he's been able to do over the years, taking guys that are role players and, and whipping them into shape, uh, you can't sleep on Pop. Yep. Is he the greatest coach of all time, Brandon? <sighs> um, he's up there. Yeah. I think yeah. I, obviously, I wasn't around to see Red Alba coach. <laughs> I grew up watching right, Phil Jackson. Right. Well, here's what Phil Jackson did do. So Jackson coached um, guys that were stars, Hall yeah. of Famers, et cetera, and Shaq, Kobe, Michael, Rodman, uh, Scotty Pippen. Um, Greg Popovich molded Hall of Famers. Um, and it all started when he traded Dennis Rodman to the Bulls for Will Purdue. That's saying something. Right, right. And so, you know, I think – um, you know, I had, I had, uh, Robert Ory on the Scoopy radio podcast and we, I asked him about the differences between playing for Phil and playing for, um, you know, Popovich. And he said, you know, playing for Phil was easy. Pop was more complex and he runs, he, he, he runs the Spurs like a, like a well-oiled machine in a business. So, uh, if you're looking for star power, you go to Phil. If you're looking for the, the slow cooked meal and the longstanding, Bill, you, you, you go to pop. Did was Robert Ory wearing all of his rings when he came on the Scoopy podcast radio? No, we actually <laughs> took a sit down. We were at a um, NBA 2K like a event that had it was like it okay. was like a, almost like what the All Star game is for the NBA. It was like an All Star 2K league situation. So it was like him uh, and a bunch of other players and former players and trainers and running 2K. And basically, um, oh yeah. We, I pulled them to the side and we taped it and 
Yeah, he said a lot of insightful things. Nice. So, Brandon, final question here. We're finally, well, it looks like we're going to see the, the matchup in the West that we all want to see in the second round, and that's the Rockets and Warriors with Boogie out. Do the Rockets have a chance? Is this the year that someone takes care of the Warriors? Yeah, they have a chance, but don't sleep on the Portland Trailblazers. That's, like that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. One more before we get them out of here. Brandon, you're always showing Cleveland love. My Cavaliers obviously aren't in the playoffs. Jay shakes his head every time I, I bring up my, my, my Cleveland teams. Who's going to coach our team next year? Any, uh, who, 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 who you got? Who you got for me? I haven't heard anything. Maybe they hiring you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Cleveland has a lot of issues that they need to figure out. Number one, what they're going to do with J.R. Smith, um, oh, whether yeah. they see Kevin Love in the long-term plans. And uh, is Colin Sexton the, the point guard of the future for them? And I think that it doesn't matter who you replace them with as coach. Any team that LeBron changed, they struggle for a couple of years before they start figuring things out. And so, you know, when you look at the coaching ranks, I, I kind of see a situation like kind of like with with um what the Phoenix Suns did, uh, where they hired Igor uh, last yeah. season, or that they, you know. I feel like they're going to find somebody that's like a scout or, or somebody who's been overseas and respected for a while. I don't see why they wouldn't feel the need to get a big splash with a name when they're still trying to figure out their identity, at least for now. And that's no disrespect to the city of Cleveland. I love Cleveland. I know you do, Appreciate my man. Go right. give him a follow at Scoop B. Brandon, where can everyone find all your great work? Um, you, you guys can subscribe to the Scoop B Radio podcast, which is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn app, or simply by visiting scoopbradio.com make sure to follow me on twitter at scoop b instagram and snapchat both at scoop underscore b and uh make sure to check out my work at basketball society online and, and heavy.com as well i love it brandon we love having you on keep up the awesome work keep grinding love to have you back on sometime soon anytime man thanks for having me y'all all right brandon great stuff that was brandon robinson Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 